You are listening to the Two Writers Walk Into a Bar podcast. In every episode, our goal is to help inspire and celebrate author's journey to publication by reading and critiquing query letters and tackle a writing topic we hope you find helpful. Welcome back, guys. Um, this is like, welcome back to our regular scheduled programming. <laughs> yep. We have a query today. We have a topic of discussion. We finished our um, our Stephen King. Um, if you guys haven't listened, we went over his on writing book. Then we did a little birthday celebration. We quizzed Ken on his knowledge of Stephen King. If you haven't listened to it, go listen to it because it's pretty funny. I think it's pretty funny. Yeah, um, hilarious and you might how poorly these- I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, you know what? It was a good try. Okay. And I mean, it like was. you said, those were those questions were kind of tough. But anyway. Tough. Yeah. Sorry. Anyway. <laughs> but welcome back, guys. Um, we're excited about tonight's episode. My internet's kind of glitchy, so we might have to keep this a little bit short. But Ken, I am having a beer in my nice. Dungeons and Dragons tavern mug pint. I don't know, whatever you want to call it. What Hell are you yeah. taking tonight? I am drinking Moab the Grand again. Your favorite. Wow, nice. Yeah, I love this beer. I've got so much yeah. of it. Oh, my gosh. We need to get you, like, some cool mugs. I know, right? <laughs> i got to clean out some of my dad's old steins and break them. Oh, up. yeah. There you go. Oh, man. Yeah. You should have totally, uh, totally done that. I should have, yeah. Well, sure. this took so long to set up that my beer is warm, so I definitely feel like I'm in a tavern, drinking tavern beer right now. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I got a bowl of ice at my feet, so mine are cold. <laughs> Did you? <laughs> yeah. Nice. I should have probably done that. Uh, yeah, we had some technical difficulties. We've been trying to get, we've been trying to do this uh, episode for a minute, but yeah. anyway, so how was your week? Long, tiring, <laughs> the usual. Um, Has it cooled down, or is it still hot? Yeah, it snowed here in Utah today. What the heck? Yep. Oh, my gosh. Are you serious? What are you, like, up in the mountains or something? (laughs) I'm right next to some huge mountains, but, yeah, it was, like, 40 degrees, 40 degrees, 45 today, maybe. Oh, heck no. Yeah. Well, it was, like, a, it was a cold um, 70 degrees here. (laughs) Yeah, you suck. <laughs> sorry, no, I'm so sorry. Good. It was hot. I was hot at work. Had all the fans going. I was so hot. Oh my! I gosh. just took out my air conditioner. Like, yeah. <laughs> You're all tired for the heater and the fireplace. Yep. That's nice. Honestly, it's October, yeah. you guys. We are finally in uh, Halloween. It's Halloween. Okay. As far as I'm concerned, October 1st is Halloween. I love Halloween. It's yeah, my favorite holiday. Uh, my son's birthday was yesterday. I had a kid. I slid him right in there, man. He came in October 1st. I got my kid. I'm just kidding. Hell yeah. <laughs> but I'm so excited. I love the Halloween season. I love when we finally get that cold weather. Yeah. Um, we finally can like turn, like, you know, use a fireplace and all that shit. But Hell yeah. um, anyway, Ken, so I, <laughs> I convinced Ken to listen to Empire of the Vampire and he has some thoughts. I don't know if you guys have read this book or listened to the audio. I read this book. It's by Jay Kristoff, I think. Jay Kristoff. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and um, it's it's it was pretty popular. I think last was it 2020, 21, 22? Yeah. I can't remember when it came out. Um, he's got the second one coming out, but um, it was it was um, it was interesting. <laughs> oh, for sure. 
Yeah. And Cam is just informing <laughs> me. He's like, what are you having me listen to? Yeah. I'm, I'm so not even sorry. that far in. I'm only like five or six hours into the audiobook. That's my best way to consume books at the moment. But yeah, it's just full of like incest and like, yes. <laughs> like making out with his sister. And then the guy describes everything. It was pretty crazy. I mean, it's, it's good in places where he's not smooching on his sister. <laughs> I mean, I was like kind of excited in the fact that these vampires are a little bit different. Though, if you guys don't know, um, Jay Kristoff's vampires, they, um, they kind of, they work for the church. There's vampires that work for the church to, to assassinate um, other vampires. They hate being a vampire and they go and assassinate other vampires. And basically the, the main character is taken prisoner by another vampire, essentially. And he's asking yeah. him his life and, and basically interviewing him interview yeah. with the vampire type thing. But uh, anyway, I'm really sorry. Um, I don't know. You don't have no. to finish listening to it. <laughs> no, it's it's good outside of the weird, like, super descriptive moments. It's not bad. Like, I really like the four different, like, main vampire blood things going on. The bloodlines and the families. Yeah, that's interesting for sure. I mean, yeah, there's some interesting things there, but then there's just some really, it, it gets a little weird. There was one scene where I was like, do we really need this? Like, I don't know. But anyway, yeah. Um, so you guys, we, um, we can talk about it more too, cause we're going to, we're going to talk about some magic systems today and we'll, um, uh, but we have a query. So we actually have a very unique situation here. Um, Alyssa is the author that sent us, her name is Alyssa Barrera. She sent us her query and her first pages. And as she sent us her query and first pages, she ended up getting picked up by an indie publisher, like literally seconds, she said. She sent it to us, and then seconds later, she got accepted. Uh, a publishing uh, picked it up. An uh, indie publisher picked it up. But she did say that we could still critique her query and her first pages just because she's kind of just looking, she knows she's going to start edit doing edits with her, the publisher. Yeah. And so she said she was open to it. So I kind of want to read the query because I think the query is, is pretty decent. Um, and if you're listening, you might be thinking, Hey, you know what? She got a publishing. I mean, granted it's an indie publisher, but still, I mean, she's getting yeah. published. That's so, cool. and she doesn't have to go the agent route. Um, I actually, uh, I know a girl on Instagram who just does straight indie publishing. She doesn't have an agent and she just puts out books all the time. And, you know, if, if that's something that sounds interesting to you, then you could definitely do that and still have a career in writing. So yeah. I'm going to go ahead and start with her query. Um, she says her, her, she, she wrote it a little bit different. Hey, Deanna. <laughs> always nice to have her stop by <laughs> yeah okay so she um this author uh, uh split up the query a little differently um at the top she has the genre is fiction mystery romance thriller her word count for her book is eighty-one thousand, and then she has her bio um about her personally where she's from um and and why she um wants to be a writer i'm gonna go ahead and just skip that part because it's kind of personal information yeah. so i'm gonna go and then she has a little book synopsis i'm gonna read the book synopsis and then she has her three paragraphs for her query so i'm gonna go ahead and go into that. okay so here, this is the book synopsis 
Lauren, the youngest principal player of the New York Symphony, is slated to marry her fiancé, Michael, one of the most prominent socialites in New York, thanks to his family, the Barretts, the most used architectural company within the tri-state area. It was to be one of the most significant social occasions of the year. That's her synopsis that she wrote. And then below that, she has the query, which says, on the night of their first day of vacation to plan their dream wedding, Lauren finds Michael murdered in their home. From planning their wedding, she's, she's to plan his funeral. Grieving his death, she returns to work before they leave on a three-month tour, only to find out she's pregnant with her late fiancé's child. She hides her pregnancy, keeping it on a need-to-know basis until she can't hide it any longer. While doing so, she falls in love with another man, which takes her completely by surprise. While still closely grieving the death of her soon-to-be spouse, she plans for the months ahead in her pregnancy with her lover by her side. Upon the arrival of her newborn, she finds some skeletons in her lover's closet, bringing back a feeling that had sat dormant for some time. While balancing the life of a new parent along with this information, she battles her emotions, though one thought keeps arising in her mind. Should she seek revenge for the love of her life that was taken away from her on purpose or save the life she fought so hard to get from the life she had before? So that's the query. Um, it's actually pretty short, um, pretty decent. I think it kind of sets up everything. It sets up what's going to happen to her. Um, we can clearly see that she's going to... Um, be working through those emotions as she starts this new relationship. And obviously there's some secret there. There's a secret there that she discovers about this new guy. And just by giving the genre, the fiction, mystery, romance, thriller, I'm thinking this guy's, you know, it's pretty, it's pretty scary. <laughs> Sounds like um, it. So um, we definitely get an idea of um, what's going to happen here, what's happening, and the choices that she's going to have to make something. She's going to have to do something. I mean, all in all, it's not that bad. Um, we know that she wanted to get married. And then, you know, obviously him getting murdered completely ruins everything for her. And then finding out that she's pregnant. I mean, that's just like a double blow. Yeah. Um, but you know, you, you're bringing a new life. So, <laughs> you know, you have to, you know, you have to keep moving forward. Um, so I think all in all, I think this is, I mean, obviously it worked for her. She got her, um, she got picked up by an indie publisher. So I think that, you know, I think what's interesting is that it's a little bit different than what we normally um, push for on here, like setting up her desire, um, setting up like what's, you know, like taking that away. But she kind of has that, you know what I mean? Like she obviously yeah. wanted to marry this man and then he dies. Yeah. And I think this just works for a thriller, a mystery th thriller. You're kind of wondering, um, you know, you're kind of wondering about the new guy there's some mystery there that I'm, we are already picking up on like something's up with this guy yeah so i will say um i don't know i like that she doesn't have any comps but ken would you like to share uh, i thought this was interesting and i don't know i mean i think we should talk about it yeah i was uh watching some bookend videos uh the bookend literary agency and the agent said that comp titles aren't really needed in a query letter which is a deviation from the norm 
that we're used to. But so. what do we normally, yeah, what we normally hear yeah. from other agents. You know what? I mean, maybe things are changing. I don't know. I mean, she doesn't have comps on here yeah. unless she left them off. Yeah. But um, I don't see any comps on this. And um, she was she got picked up, you guys. She got picked up by an indie publisher. Yeah. So we want to look into it a little bit more about the whole comps things. I know some agents still ask for it, yeah. but this is definitely new information. Um, I don't know. We're gonna we're gonna dive into it a little bit more um and, and look into it because I thought that was interesting. For sure. Um I thought comps were important, at least to an agent to see um how they're going to sell it to yeah. um, an editor and a, you know, at a publisher house. So I don't know. I thought that was interesting. And the fact that she doesn't have it in her query and she was able to get picked up. So I don't know, maybe things are changing in the publishing traditional publishing world. I don't know, but I thought that was interesting. Um, Alyssa, I thought your query was, was pretty, pretty solid, honestly. Yeah. Yeah. That was pretty solid. Um, she did send in the first few pages um and i didn't i felt like it was um a prologue she didn't say it was a prologue but it starts off with the fiance michael and we're in his point of view and lauren just went to work they kissed each other goodbye or not to work she went to go play at the symphony and um there's a knock on the door he goes to answer it he recognizes who this person is. We don't know as the reader, we're not, we don't know who it is. And he's asking himself, like, what is this guy doing here? You know, and he tries to get rid of him. He tries to tell him like, yeah, you know, um, I don't really want to do this right now. Have a nice life. See ya. Tries to close the door on him. And the guy blocks the door, sticks his foot in there in his hand. He's like, you know, I really just want to talk. So he lets him in. And as they're talking, this guy's kind of like darting around the room and Michael is thinking, oh, he's looking for Lauren. They have this exchange. They clearly knew each other from the past. And Michael keeps telling this, this other guy, we don't know who he is, but he's basically like, she's mine. She was never yours. You know, we're getting married, blah, blah, blah. Right. And he ends up he kills him and he leaves him to die. Lauren comes home and she's trying to save him and he dies. And that's, those were the first pages that she sent us. Um, I will say reading them, Alyssa, and you know, obviously you're going to be working with an editor soon. So you guys are going to be bouncing ideas. Um, there were some, um, there were some um, sentences that probably could be restructured, rewritten. They were a little bit choppy or they just didn't, they didn't flow well. I mean, it's not bad, but I mean, you know, it just it just it needed to flow a little bit better. It didn't read, um, didn't read very smooth. Um, and I don't know if you need this prologue. I kind of feel like maybe you can. I don't know. I mean, obviously, this is just an idea, but I was thinking maybe going back and and seeing this later. Maybe we start off with the book and she's, I don't know, she's meeting the new guy or whatever. I don't know. I just felt like starting off with his murder right away kind of revealed who the, we, we know who this guy is. But unless that's what you're going for. I got the vibe that the new lover that she picks up is this guy. And 
And, you know, I don't know if you want to know, like her people to know that right away, or maybe just keep that, let her discover that, let her discover that they, he has a history with Michael. I think that would be more interesting and let him come across as a reader as this really nice guy that's going to sweep her off her feet, almost like a Prince Charming, too perfect where we're questioning. And then as she starts to find things and it unravels and then she discovers that this is the guy that kills him. I feel like that would be a little bit more um, entertaining, but that's just my critique. So obviously, <laughs> you know, you and your editor are going to be doing something, whatever you guys decide, but I just thought it'd be interesting if we discovered this later as kind of like the twist or something. So yeah. that was my but only thought. Cause she also might have something planned that we didn't get, you know we weren't privy to that might totally find interesting so totally but yeah, absolutely that's why saying. i that's why i'm like you know to take you know she did ask for a little bit of critique on those first yeah. pages and she was open to it i don't know your story but um and i could be totally wrong this may not even be the guy <laughs> this might be a totally different guy yeah. uh but you know it's probably he probably is probably a different guy but um Maybe. anyway yeah Anyway, thank you for sending us that. Uh, that was really interesting. I am congratulations on getting picked sure. up. Um, definitely let us know when that's coming out. If they give you a release date, we would love to have you on the show and interview you and talk to you about this process. Um, maybe some of our listeners might be thinking of going the indie publisher route versus um, seeking out an agent. So, yeah. yeah. Uh, thank you, Alyssa, and we appreciate you um, sending in your info. For sure. So, yeah. Yeah. Did you have anything else to add? Um, just, I thought the query was pretty good. Had a nice little hook there that mm -hmm. was interesting. So, well done on that. Yep. And I recently learned how yes. important queries are. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah. He doesn't want to listen to me. He'll listen to everybody else but me. <laughs> no, I listen to you. But, like, I thought my work... It, just so you know, queries are pretty freaking important, all right? Just so you know. Because I didn't know that until pretty recently. I, I would write queries that were passable at best. And I, I thought my work, my writing would carry. Turns out if your query shit, nobody's going to actually read your work. So work on that query, even though it's very difficult to do. <laughs> That's why we're critiquing um, other writers' queries because it is so important and that's why we always talk about having a hook yeah. because you know and it's not all agents i mean there's a good amount though that will pass on your pages if they read the query and they're just like mm, pass you know and yeah. they won't read those pages and you're thinking to yourself oh but my first but my pages are so good my writing is so yeah. good but they all never get there if you don't have a good enough query so that's why it's so important and and you know that it's um you know it it's really hard out there i mean there's a lot of competition a lot of competition, more yeah. competition than there has ever been. So, I mean, you really, really want to get that query letter just like as perfect as possible. Well, from what um, I've heard, upwards of 90% of agents, if your query doesn't cut the cake, yeah, they won't even look at your pages. It's as high as 90%. Like, yeah, so. and that's that's pretty, <laughs> it's pretty bad. Yeah. 
And I've even so, heard higher, like closer to 95, I've actually, I thought I heard an agent say, which shocked me because I was the guy that thought my pages would carry the day. So I know there's some of you out there that think, thought the way I did, yeah. you know, and it's very important to understand the query is so important. And I didn't realize that till this week because I'm a dummy sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just kidding. <laughs> I am. No, as um yeah, well, that's why we're here, guys, and we're gonna help you. Um, just like we're you know, we're helping each other. Ken and I help each other. We are critique partners, we're each other's critique partners. So um it's important to get your work looked at because uh, like I've always said from the very beginning, you just can't see those flaws in your own work. That's why it's important to have fresh eyes look at your stuff. So for sure. Um but, you know, lesson learned, moving on, moving forward. We know we have to have a kick-ass query. <laughs> and if you're listening and you have a query and maybe you're not sure about it, um, email it to us to two writers in a bar at gmail.com. You can send us your query letter and your first three pages. Um, and the reason why we asked for the three pages, just to see if the story is grabbing us like it should those first three pages should really be intriguing enough for us to want to read more yeah. that's what the agent that's when the agent's gonna be like oh i need to read the rest of this and request that full manuscript manuscript request that, that's what we're go aiming for yeah so yeah send us your um send us your queries in first three pages to our email, two writers in a bar at gmail.com. We're always here to help, guys. We want to help as best we can um, and celebrate with you guys. And then, you know, like Alyssa, have her come back, interview her, talk about her book, and support her. That'd be cool. I mean, that's what we're all about. We have to support each other and uh, support each other's works. And, and you know, I don't know. Just it's good to it's good to network and have um, a group of um other writers to support you. 100%. Um, okay, so Ken, you and I like to write fantasy. We like to read fantasy. Um, I've written a fantasy book. You are querying a fantasy book. I think you're getting yeah. ready to start another one. I yeah. know that I'm trying to finish up a contemporary paranormal young adult book, but my next book that I want to write, I already know that it's going to be a a fantasy setting there's going to be witches and there's going to be a magic system yeah. now i haven't worked out that magic system yet but i've done that before on another book yeah so i looked up different magic systems out there and i like to use holly black's magic system and i'll talk about that i'll i'll read what she has but also brandon sanderson has a three rules to magic systems yeah so i thought that we could talk about it because your magic system that you created for the book that you're querying right now yeah. it's really really cool i really like it, it has Thank to do you. with like mushrooms which yeah. i love i won't Mushroom go into more. anymore yeah. but <laughs> hey writer friends querying is hard and putting together a query letter is even harder we want to help so send us your query letter and first three pages to two writers in a bar at gmail.com and we'll query on air. And don't forget to tell us where we can find you on social media so we can share it with all our listeners. We want to help inspire and celebrate with you on your writing journey. No you know, I mean, it's a, yes, yeah, <laughs> definitely. Um, without giving away too much. Yeah. <laughs> 
but I, you know, I gotta say that I'm, I'm, I'm writing this book, obviously I'm writing this contemporary paranormal book, but I'm always thinking about my next project and in between writing i i make notes i don't know if you do this but i'll make notes about the next book that i'm like you know i need a magic system right like i Uh, know i have to have this magic system yeah but i wanted to ask you because i know you're not a plotter i know you're not a plotter but did you create the magic system before you wrote or did you just discover it nope i just i just (laughs) made it up Okay. I, I literally every okay. book I write, oh. I have one singular image of something okay. happening or a character doing something, and then the whole thing explodes right. from there. Yeah. So you guys know I'm a plotter, okay? And I have to think about the magic and see how it's going to work, and you know all these different things. So I like to follow Holly Black. Holly Black has. Uh, I'll read it for. I'll read it here. It's on my phone. Um, one of the, these are questions that she asks herself when she's writing a magic system. Um, her questions are, who has it? What does it do? How do you make it happen? How is a user affected? How is the world affected? How are magic users grouped and perceived? So I thought that was I used that on my on my last fantasy book. I kind of used that sort of magic system. I yeah. those are the questions that I asked myself. Um and I actually because I had hired an editor, I know I told you guys I had hired this editor, and she actually was like, because when I first started writing that story, I didn't have any rules or limitations. Like my uh my character was just out here with full power. <laughs> Oh yeah, <laughs> and but you know, I mean, you don't want to read about a full power. There has to be like limitations. There has to be something because they can't just save themselves uh, with their magic all the time. Like they can't just be like they can rely yeah. on it. So they have well, to su- have. Superman and, has kryptonite for a reason. That's exactly what I was gonna say. Yeah. Superman is like the strong alien being, whatever. But it's that kryptonite literally turns him into a regular human being whatever on earth being whatever i don't know so you definitely have to have these like limitations there needs to be some sort of rule set up um and i know i use this a lot just because i i read all the books and and but jk uh rowling's harry potter books you know she definitely had a lot of these rules probably even maybe the same you know, it's like not everybody knew the the our world didn't know the Muggle world didn't know about the wizards. They didn't even know that there was even magic in this in their world or even in this you know whatever. Yeah. Uh, and um, then of course she has the whole like mudbloods things. If you're half human, I mean half um, you know one witch and then or one wizard and parent and the other one's just a normal Muggle, you know they're looked down upon. So. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask you, at the top of your head, if you could think of a favorite magic system in any of the books that fantasy books that you read, what what is it, and then why did you love that magic system? What made it um, interesting to you as a reader? Yeah, um, I would <laughs> say that's a tough question right off the top, but I okay. I think I have an answer to that. It's uh, the Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson himself. Um, the magic okay. system. Okay, so I haven't read that one. It's- yeah. 
so far there's four books. It's in a ten ten book series, planned series. Um, mm -hmm. but, so uh, for those of us who haven't read it, what is the magic system? Well, magic system's interesting because it's shard blades. It's these magical blades, and they're super rare. There's only like ten to twenty in the entire world, and uh, they're summoned by okay. they're summoned from a different realm through like you have to wait ten heartbeats to summon your shard blade. Um, oh and wow! Without okay. spoiling it too much, like later so on, you learn that these I don't want to spoil it, but like there's some magical <laughs> stuff in a different world that cause you know that are these blades. I don't want to ruin it. Never mind. I can't go to that detail, but it, <laughs> and then there's shard plate too, which is kind of the, but there yeah. was, there was limitations though, right? Like they couldn't rely on that fully to, um, to, to beat the, the enemies or whatever, or could they? No, they could, but they were so they rare that there was Did only like come as, in the world. Was there a cost though? Was there like I always think of? Um, I don't know if you guys remember that TV show, um, Once Upon a Time, where Rumpelstiltskin was always saying, you know, magic comes at a price. There's always a price to pay when you use magic. Well, I mean, they're worth fortunes. They're worth empires. Each blade okay. and, and plate set is worth a fortune. I mean, there's other magic within that system too, which is happens later on in the series. So I don't really want to spoil that or get into that. Okay, but. But the blades themselves, like I loved. I don't even know if that's technically a magic system. Um, Do the blades give them powers? They cut through everything. Okay. Uh, they cut through stone. They cut through. So they're magical blades. So no, like one blade, one blade more powerful than the others, or no? Okay. <laughs> I mean, I guess well, technically there's one that's. Uh, I it'll spoil a whole bunch of shit. I don't even know if well, that's a magic system to be fair well what about star wars i mean i know it's not really magic but like the force there yeah. there are rules in the force right okay i got one for you brandon sanderson's misborn that magic system is another okay. one that i really love this okay. one is and i need to read metals. that book yes. yes it's ingesting metals different metals uh different people are born you're and there's like eight of them right okay each, person, each does a different thing like one can like soothe people to make them calm down oh okay one metal can riot people to cause them to go crazy one gives you super strength well one allows you to attract metal one allows you to repel metal so you can like throw coins on the ground and like shoot yourself up in the air and then mistborns which are super so rare mythical have all eight of the powers oh okay the elemental okay. powers yeah so it's kind of well because I mean, there has to be Brandon Sanderson. I was listening to his three rules of magic yeah. um, and I can, I'll read those to you guys so that you know um, what I'm talking about, but he has three laws of magic. Okay. And he says the first law of magic that he, he goes by um, Sanderson's first law of magic an author's ability to solve conflict with magic is directly proportional to how well the reader understands said magic. The second law, Sanderson's second law can be written very simply. It goes like this. Limitations is um, powers or greater powers, or if you want to write it in a clever electronic notation, which I don't even know how to read. Um, so basically you need to have some limitations on the powers that you give your characters or the magic, 
right? And then the third law is expand what you already have before you add something new. But I like the idea of having limitations. Um, and that was something that I thought about with my first fantasy story um, was if using their magic did cost them a little bit. It cost them. And so they couldn't use it in battles. Yeah. They could not rely on it. They still had to rely on their physical strength and how to fight even though they were magical beings because it cost them so much of their life source that they just in battles it was not something that they would even do um and i think that it's important to have limitations because otherwise your reader's going to feel like they're going to when that big climax happens that bad thing or they're stuck and you're as a reader you're asking yourself how are they going to get out of this if there's no limitation you already know like oh well they're just going to use their whatever their power their wand or whatever it is and and they're going to get out of it and that's not exciting that is not exciting at all you want your reader to be anxious you want your reader to be like how the fuck are they going to get out of this you know because you when you set up the the magic you set up those limitations and so the reader's like well they can't do this because they said this happens well they can't do this because this happens so what are they going to do right um so i don't know i i um and i think that's one thing that i like too about um about um I know it's not really magic, but Star Wars, like, like you know, like the Jedi's the can't is magic. Have... I mean, I guess so. I guess it's magic, right? I don't know. Yeah. What would you call it? <laughs> I think you can mind, you know, these aren't the droids. Right, yeah. Or, you know, you can push people away, pull stuff. That's it's magic, you know? Yeah. 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 But like they can't um they can't uh, control everybody, right? And they wouldn't control everybody, but they really can't because some people have stronger minds, they cannot be controlled. Yeah. Like Watto in the Phantom Empire or the Phantom Menace. <laughs> yes. The Phantom Menace. <laughs> the Phantom Menace. Yeah. Yes, I Menace, love this. Yeah. Watto the and part, then, he's like uh, only money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then uh also they have their rigid <laughs> Jedi structure where they wouldn't abuse this power, right? Right. That keeps them from right. So, so you already know because they could go to the dark side if they yeah. do, right? Yeah. And that's there's like that fine line where you know if you abuse it, you can go to the dark side, and yeah. that's like forbidden, and you don't want to do that. You'll lose your soul and who you are and all of that, right? Yeah. But um, so would you say in in your book that you wrote, do you feel like you? have those things even though you did applaud it yeah um but do you feel like you have the oh yeah those things because i mean you've read enough fantasy stories that you know that there has to be some limitations there oh yeah yeah i have a <clears throat> i won't go into too much detail but i have a big encounter in the middle where he runs out of his spores because he needs to refill them and right. they face this great threat and he doesn't have those things and they're screwed. <laughs> so he has to rely on something else. Yep. I think it's interesting too when they have to when they don't rely on their magic. Yep. I feel like then it's like um that kind of shows their a little bit of their character arc. So it's like yeah. that strength that they find within themselves. Maybe they've relied too much on their magic. Then it's no longer there that they can use. And so now they have to just believe in themselves or believe that, you know what I mean? Yeah. 
Of course, hundred percent. There's also the learning that their magic can do something completely different. They had no idea that it. Could yes, do. yes. That's and Brandon Sanderson says that he he, he kind of likes that, but he says it should come. Well, well, I don't know. It doesn't say it should, but he's like, it's always good when it's a new character comes yeah. on board and they kind of introduce this whole new like aspect of the power that the reader didn't know before. Yeah. And then we kind of, then we know we're going to like see it in action or whatever. So I yeah. thought that was kind of cool. So sure. um, there's a lot of different things to, to think about when you're building a magic system. But I always, I kind of go to, um, and these are just questions that I ask myself. It's like, who has the magic? In my first fantasy story, only I only a certain group of people had the magic. No one else had it. Yeah. Um, and then what does it do? I had this whole thing of what their magic did, why they got it, how they got it, when they use it, and when not to use it. Um, because I knew that, like, I mean, obviously I could have relied completely on the magic I set up, but then that's not fun. So I kind of yeah. like the idea that they they couldn't do that. Uh, how is it? How does it affect your your uh, people that use it? I mean, one of the things that Brendan Sanders said it's kind of like the go to. It's not really a cliche, but it's like they lose their energy. But he's like, make it different. Like maybe they lose something else. What if like they a grandparent dies every time they use their magic or whatever and so yeah. they only have four times that they can use this magic but when they do it it comes at a really great cost that they're gonna they're gonna lose a family member or something which i thought was really interesting yeah you know because giving that limitation um just makes it more um intriguing i guess yeah is that the right word <laughs> yeah it definitely it definitely is more intriguing because if you have almighty power, you have to have limitations. Um, it's like the story of the guy that goes to heaven. He wins the poker game. He goes home with the girl. He drives the nicest car. And at the end of the week, he's like, this fucking sucks. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you're in hell. He walks up to the angel. The angel says, yeah, you're in hell. No, no. <laughs> you always win at everything. You know what I mean? Like you don't want a character uh, that just dominates everything. What's the point? Yeah, and that goes into that Mary Sue character that's like the, yeah. the, the, the death, right? Like no one wants to read a Mary Sue character that's always winning, always getting everything they ever want, and nothing is ever hard for them. Like, yeah, that's boring. <laughs> like, I like the new Star Wars movie, but Ray was a bit of a Mary Sue and she made me upset in a couple instances. That yeah. Me Cause she, it, she was too good. And it was just like, why, why is she so good? I was uh, okay with uh, most everything, but when she told Han Solo how to fix the millennium Falcon, <laughs> bitch, you're telling Han fucking solo how to make the millennium Falcon better. All right. You're 19. Like, you're sit down. That's, sit Han down. Fucking solo. That's his fucking ship. I was like, no, have some respect, okay? Yeah, for real. <laughs> Put some respect to my boys. You man. know what? We might have to like, we might like have to do like a whole Star Wars thing because yeah. um, I feel like once Disney took over, I don't know, it just kind of lost some of that. It did. Some, some of that, like uh, the Mandalorian yeah, had know. a little magic, but I think that's because Disney was hands off, you know. Yes, because uh, who was the director? Um, oh, what was his name? Um, John. John. 
Oh my gosh. I mean, he, I know he directed name. he directed Elf. Like, <laughs> yes. Why am I drawing a blank, John? Oh my god. Okay, I can see, see him. I know what he looks like. Yes, the beard, me too. The hair. Oh, hold on. I am searching Holy it up. Shit. Okay. Oh, John Favreau. Favreau. Oh my god. He did Iron Man, Elf. Oh my yes. god. We're idiots. That's okay. We're too old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, yes, I agree because I felt like he was such a Star Wars fan. He definitely yes. knew what we wanted and like gave it to us. And then Disney listened, thank God. Yeah. Thank God. <laughs> but yeah. yeah, um, but yeah, so I I mean, I'm thinking about I really want to start this new book. I gotta finish this book I'm writing right now because I'm determined to finish it. Just yeah. like how I can't DNF a fucking book, yes. I can't stop writing in a story. Like I well, just that's what I meant to ask you earlier. Like, okay. how much did you fucking write this week? I know it's a little fucking decor, detour. I have almost 13,000. That's fucking sweet. Did you, like, you well, well? I like... will. Well, I will say, yes. Um, I will say that the reason why I didn't get so much in was because I was thinking there were things that I had to work out. Yeah. Like just because it was like, okay, I needed to work a couple of things out so that the story made sense. And then I had kind of had to go back a little bit yeah. and fix some stuff. Um, because like I said, I do plot like a little bit of things, but I also let the, like, I also let the story sort of reveal itself to me. And so yeah. sometimes I have to go back and change things at the beginning because it, it'll bug me if I don't, I know I shouldn't yeah. do that, but it'll bug me if I don't. So I have yeah. to go back and change it because I know where it's at. I can find it easily enough and just go in and fix it. Ah. But yeah, I have almost 13,000 words. I really nice. want to get it done. I want to get it done. I'm just, I, I woke up this morning and I was like, okay, so I, my last book, um, I finished that in May. Yeah. So um, <clears throat> June, July, August, September, October, five months later, and I still don't have a finished book. Yeah. And it's, but it's bugging me because I'm like, I should have had a finished book. If I, sure. I just, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know what happened. I had like a mental, like I worthless, I'm worthless. I'm not a good writer. That whole thing me messed too. me up. And, yeah, and all I kept thinking was, oh my god, I could have had a finished book by now had I yeah. not gone through this five months. I wrote the other book in five months. I could have had another book finished, and so yeah. it's bugging me now. Now I'm like, I gotta get this shit done. But oh, yeah. I'm all like I said, I'm always thinking about the new book that I want to write, and um, I gotta think of a uh, figure out a magic system, and I don't want it to be the same yeah. as I've I've done in the past. Obviously, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So what about you? Uh, how much did Brian did you get done this week? A shit ton. I'm back. All right. Back. How many? Huh? How many words? Because we were at the same uh, while there. We both had eleven thousand. Eleven hundred a day. So whatever the hell that is from eleven thousand. Okay, know. so we're probably about the same. Probably I have almost thirteen. Same, yeah. yeah. Oh, I have yeah. like a little over twelve. Almost thirteen. So yeah. we're probably about the and same. I, and I have to stop myself from writing more because I want to write Why? more. Why? Why stop yourself? Because I'm also uh, rewriting four for one cell, so I had to oh. get into that. <laughs> okay. So okay. I've rewritten well, that like ten chapters of four for one south. I'm I'm literally projecting by the end of October I'll be done with four for one south and I'll be able to write a brand new bang and query and send nice. the mofo off. Okay. So. Okay. Awesome. Also, what's in your fucking mug? I have to ask. Beer. Yeah, but what beer? What brand? A light beer. What brand? Michelob okay, Ultra. there you go. See, that's I needed to know. The the viewers well, needed oh, the, to know. 
as if, <laughs> well, only reason why because it has low sugar, and otherwise, if I if I have too much sugar, I can't sleep. But I gotta like go to work early in the morning, so I do like a light beer. But I like a good um, I like a good stout beer on occasion if I know like you know I can oh, my time yeah. with it, and like I don't have to wake up early in the morning. Yeah, oh, but yeah. when um work nights or weeknights, stick with the light beer. <laughs> That's pretty smart. Like, yeah. I prefer to only drink on nights that I don't have to wake up for work the next day. Um, you know what? I mean, I kind of have a beer, one beer every night, but it's a light beer. Yeah, yeah that's um, not bad. I'm drinking this heavy hitting shit right here. This is like 8%, 16 oh, ounces. Yeah. Oh, nice. Well, I, I drank too much Saturday night. I yeah. had like a hangover yesterday. Oh, that sucks. <laughs> it was my son's birthday. I came, I got off work. I knew it was off Sunday and I drank like vodka and beer. Nice. <laughs> and yeah, I was like, um, yeah, at the party yesterday that my mom and dad's, I'm like, oh my God, I need some Advil. I need some food. Like, oh my God. For I, sure. <laughs> I was regretting yeah. it, but whatever. And they're done that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then I bought me two bottles of wine. They had these really cool Frankenstein and oh. uh, Dracula wine bottles. That's awesome. And honestly, I bought them for the wine bottles. The red wine. I don't typically drink red wine, but um, and I'm debating them not if I should open them or just leave them. But the 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 bottles are so cool. They're just so That's cool. Awesome. And they were they, it's cheap wine though. It was like ten dollars. <laughs> yeah, you can find but, wine for ten bucks. Yeah, but I was gonna say it's the same company that does Snoop Dogs and Martha Stewart Chardonnay. I fucking love that Chardonnay. Just so you oh, guys wow. know, looking for a cheap Chardonnay that's good. Martha Stewart's it's I think it's by Nineteen Crimes. Her Chardonnay is really good. I feel like if she was gonna slap her name on a cheap label, she was gonna make sure it was good, and it's pretty good. And it's like yeah. ten bucks. It's pretty yeah. good. That's pretty. But sweet. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but anyway, guys, I um. So I just thought, you know, I wanted to talk about magic systems because I have to, I have to figure out my magic system. My next yeah. book, I'm probably gonna have to pick your brain, Ken. Um, I sure. it's it, there's witches involved, and I really want to give them a totally different magic, and I haven't even figured out the setting yet. Um, I don't want it to be in a forest because I've done that twice yeah. already and I've got to change it. So I need to pick your brain on a different setting. I thought about maybe like a boat on a, on their way to an island or something. I don't know. But anyway. I'm your Huckleberry. Okay. Thank you so much. Because yep. <laughs> I got to figure this out. But anyway, you guys, I know this is a short episode. Um, We just, we... Just want to say thank you um, as our listeners. We really thank you. Uh, we ask if you enjoy listening to our podcast that you would give us a review or a star rating. Um, that just helps boost us so that more people can find us. We already have a couple yeah, yeah. of um, star ratings on um, on both um, iTunes and Spotify. So thank you to whoever you are. <laughs> Appreciate we really you. appreciate that. We do. Sure. We really appreciate you guys. And we kind of have some fun things that we want to plan. Um, I got to pick Ken's brain about something. We kind of talked about it a little bit, but we kind of got to um, tweak it out a little bit. I wanted to interview some authors. I have a friend who has a book coming out soon uh, that I'd like for us to interview. So we have some fun things coming up. And oh, yeah. Ken... Um, I mean, I don't know if you're a big Halloween, uh, if you love Halloween, but I really would love to do a Halloween episode, a I special. I love Halloween. 
Awesome. I knew it. I knew you were like my, my company, man. I love that. Yep. Okay, good. I don't know. I, guys, I kind of want to like plan like a Halloween episode. I don't know what it's going to be yet. Um, we, we could talk about it and plan it, but I kind of want to do like a little bonus special uh, episode. Maybe we will wear costumes. I don't know. <laughs> Yeah, we'll, see. we'll play some games we'll do some trivia i don't know but we're gonna i we want to have cool. some fun with you guys the holidays coming up i love the holidays my favorite time of the season i love Halloween's yeah. my favorite but i also love christmas thanksgiving is kind of like in the middle in between it i'm kind of like whatever but i mean i'll yeah, be i'm there for the food yeah thanksgiving thanksgiving cool. yeah yeah the turkey's great but yeah it's all the, about the, christmas the and Halloween. Of the air in october <laughs> and the smell of the Thank wood you. fire starting yes oh. the leaves the wet leaves and the rain like oh, oh my god come on i'm october. just yeah <laughs> my favorite month my favorite time of the year but i'm i also i'm a christmas girly yeah i love christmas yeah. um I, I always say thanksgiving schmakes thieving it's all about christmas <laughs> yeah 100%. i literally go from halloween to christmas <laughs> agreed agreed i'll eat the fuck out of some turkey but i love those yeah i mean there's like that one day where i'm a turkey a thanksgiving yeah. girl and i'm eating the turkey and the stuffing and the potatoes and the cranberry yeah. and all that shit pumpkin pie yeah yeah but then after that it's back to christmas y'all okay exactly <laughs> Yeah. But anyway, we'll have something fun. But anyway, thanks guys for listening. We'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. Um, as always, um, go to our Instagram uh, page and our Twitter page. If you have any questions sure. or suggestions on things, on topics that you want us to discuss, like maybe you have questions or you just, you know, whatever, right? Um, drop a comment or message us or email us. And don't yeah. forget to email us your query in your first pages. We want to help you guys. We remember we are here to help inspire and celebrate with each of you, just as we hope that we can celebrate each other. It's going to happen. Ken, I know it's going to happen. We're yes. going to get agented. We're going to get published. It's happening. Fuck. Yeah. It's happening. I know it's happening because uh, we're not going to quit. And I'm no, to say it's never. not going to happen. Queries are important. Queries and are queries. important. People. <laughs> remember that. <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. i've been saying <laughs> yeah. all right guys we'll see you in a couple weeks thanks for listening bye <laughs> that's it for today's episode friends we hope you learned something new today please follow us on twitter instagram and youtube under two writers walk into a bar podcast our youtube episodes will upload on thursdays the day after the show airs if you want to watch and if you want your query letter and first three pages critiqued and read on air by us Send them to our email at twowritersinabar at gmail.com. Put query on air in the subject line. We will read them on a first-come, first-served basis. Remember, we are here to help, inspire, and celebrate. Two Writers Walk into a Bar podcast is produced by Bravo Media Group. <laughs>